0: three two one boom
1: we are live again people
0: back again for another week of a brand new episode of the ineffable geeks this time we don't have guests with us because we didn't really reach out or even if we did, we got ghosted. But We know who anyways. we are throwing shade at. <laughs> yes. They, they saw our messages, okay? Yeah, it's just the a messages. sad feeling
1: nowadays when people leave you on That's just how life is. So yeah, screw that. Let's just get back anyways. into our episode, man. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we don't have any shout-outs, which is so depressing because we were sort of enjoying that. You know, people listening to us, getting back to us. But... If you're a new follower, if you're a new listener tuning in, reach out to us on Instagram about your views on the podcast. You can be extremely honest about it. And we would still give you a shout out on it because it will help us improve. That is what we're all about at the end of the day. Good content and improvement. At the same time, we really
1: appreciate the love that everyone have been showing us over the past few weeks, irrespective of with whatever it may be, like whether it's with the quiz, whether it's with the videos that we have recently started putting out. I mean, watch out for that more because we'll be putting out a little more videos of all our, you know, BTS recordings, clips, and all that, uh, sneak peeks. So yeah, let's just get right into the episode. All things aside, Anshik, what do we? discussing today
0: for today's episode we have a couple of things here and there that we sort of wanted to touch upon but the biggest thing that sort of that everyone sort of appreciates nowadays is especially in movies and tv shows are transformations body transformations and even just a basic superficial transformation where you don't transform your body but you transform yourself to the t if that makes any sense
1: you need to have that particular you know accuracy and that resemblance that you need to sort of maintain with the actual character that's written uh, by the whatever Uh, and in order to maintain that and show that authenticity you need to undergo you know i mean we feel that is important we feel we know that there are a lot of people you know who sort of exaggerated but yeah at the same time uh when it's done at an adequate level um yeah it really works because nowadays the kind of prosthetics and the kind of you know uh makeup and transformations and things that you can do to different you know to just get that augmentations uh it's like yeah it the possibilities are endless you can do literally anything with Things like silicone and all those sort of, you know, materials. It's not like Uh, Lou
0: Ferrigno becoming Hulk back in the day where they just painted, (laughs) they just put applied green paint on him and made him Hulk. Although Lou Ferrigno is the OG Hulk. Nobody can take that away from him. Shout out to Lou Ferrigno. We'll tag him. Anyways, so we've got five picks for our top body slash body and role transformations. So yeah, let's Just get right into it. it. Yep. All right. So what's so,
1: we, what we plan to do is we plan to have like Anshik mentioned role transformations, which are basically uh which include prosthetics, makeup, and all that, as well as body transformations, which is you know, as physically, like physically changing the appearance of your body, like either by losing weight or gaining weight. And you know, when it's done aptly, it really makes it really You know, creates a lasting impression on the audience. So, let's get right into it. Anshik, what's your number one? Number five.
0: Oh, yeah, number five. All right. So, for me, number five. This one's it should be higher up on the list. But I feel that, you know, this is just right to start off with. I would go with Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. uh, For which he also won an Oscar. I think that was good because... I don't know if i i don't think he underwent a body transformation where he got fat for the
1: role yeah i guess he was uh-huh. wearing a fat suit right
0: i guess yeah just like uh, hemsworth did for thor in Endgame. game yeah. but the prosthetic the way he was presented and when i sort of compared because uh, i actually did that i had obviously seen images of winston churchill before but when the movie came out, you know, there was this, I, I think there was an article that I read where they had a side-by-side breakdown of both of them. And uh, mm. he looked pretty convincing uh, in it. So I guess that has to take the cake. And plus, he won an Oscar for it because it was a really good performance. Doesn't take that away from it. So for me, number five, I would like to start off with Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill for The Darkest Star. So moving on to you.
1: Okay, so we are not ranking this per se. We don't have any particular ranking system, but we yeah. can say that we are, that is in the works. Uh, we are, you know, trying to uh, pull in a group of criterias that are based for this thing. So, yeah, my number five is basically Christian Bale for American Hustle. Um, for
0: uh, for American Hustle,
1: okay. Yeah, for American Hustle. I mean, so apparently <laughs> he had gained 43 pounds and... Um, We are usually, uh, you know, used to seeing someone like Christian Bale in like, you know, um, either a muscular fit or a very skinny fit, like how he's done in the past in movies such as The Machinist and things like that. Mm. Uh, So, but this was something new, I guess. I know he's done quite a, a, like a couple of, you know, movies where he has to put on weight, but American Hustle was like the start of something. Because apparently the diet which he followed for that was like, he could literally eat anything he wanted.
0: Anything and everything, yeah.
1: Whether it's, you know, uh, bad for you or good for you. Preferably bad for you because, yeah, that gets you there faster. Uh, I mean, it was good for him. uh, Yeah, good for him.
0: amount for that stretch of time that he was bulking up.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, that's there, man. But American Hustle, yeah. If you haven't watched the movie, yeah, the movie is pretty decent. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, it has got a you know star cast. You have Mark Ruffalo, and you have Ensemble uh, star cast, Ad- yeah. yeah, Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams, and all these guys, Christian Bale, of course. So, of yeah, course. American Hustle, Christian Bale, that fat guy, uh, as this you know, drunk or uh, drug fueled, uh, mafia, whatever this, whatever guy he was. I don't really remember, but yeah, that is my number five. And moving on, number four.
0: Number four for me is a pretty simple pick. I would go back to 2003. This individual won an Oscar for this performance because it stood out really well. Charlie's Theron for Monster. Okay. Hmm. Um, if you haven't watched Monster yet, I feel it's a really good film because of uh the dark undertones and a lot of the themes that that have sort of been explored in the film weren't it was a bit ahead of its time for 2003 and uh, it's a it's based off of a real life story and if you again do side-by-side comparisons of the real life person and Charlize Theron Mm. it's spot on it it is so spot on I mean the work is absolutely incredible I mean if she's still working with that same team it's uh, you have to take notice of how good they are because her her transformations are really good. Even with Mad Max Fury Road, it was such a drastic transformation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To what she was. Drastic so, transformation. Yeah, at the same time, the level of,
1: yeah. yeah, the level of determination and dedication that she sort of puts into every role, it's like, it's next level, man, because yeah, she, uh, she's really she good does with it. this, yeah, she's really good with it. And monster yeah. didn't she win the uh, Oscar? She
0: won the Oscar for it, yeah. She won the yeah, Oscar yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it was her and uh, Christina Ritchie who okay. were sort of, yeah, they were parallel leads and it's pretty good. So, Charlie's there in number four, Monster, Eileen Warner's. That's my pick. Suman, moving on to you.
1: Okay, moving on. So, this is kind of, you know, off topic or off route. You can mute it like that. But my number four pick is Ralph Fiennes as Lord Voldemort. Oh, (laughs) so Lord Voldemort for me is like personally one of my favorite characters ever created in pop culture, along with Uh people like Magneto, Joker. Yeah, basically all these bad guys who sort of you know you can relate to because you know behind all that madness there is a sort of a motive or a meaning behind it Mm -hmm. because yeah at the end of the day at least some of it definitely makes sense because what they're fighting for. Yeah, I don't have to go on about this. Uh, But Ralph So yeah, apparently he initially turned down the role because someone else was playing it before he sort of jumped in. I think in Goblet of Fire was when he made his first appearance as Lord Voldemort. And that's when, you know, people, I mean, it it was exactly the same way. Yeah, it was exactly the same way how he was, you know, sort of uh, depicted and described in the books. But yeah, just that face prosthetic or whatever thing—that snake head face, man. That was just deadly. Um, he brought so much life into that role, even though his character was all about death. That is another ironical situation. Lord Voldemort, the, his, with his fury and with his, you know, stature, uh, that guy—the guy who played him as well—that uh, was just perfect for me because I really enjoyed, you know, watching him play Lord Voldemort. Like even in the end, I wanted him to, you know, sort of, uh, when the last book released, they were like, yeah. okay, who's going to die in the end? And many people speculated Harry was going to die. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, it was actually Voldemort. Yeah. But yeah,
0: unfortunately, unfortunately, that was just maybe in a yeah. parallel universe. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe in a strong, parallel way. universe. Yep. But, so but I think the, my biggest, four. the mm. biggest controversy with him was he, as kids, where was his nose? And every every, nose, kid, no every kid, every kid Loki wanted a nose like him. Just yep, not have this. Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah, just just too... yeah, just have those two slits over there. <laughs> but yeah, that whole snake shit that was that was really good, man. But exactly, yeah. it was exactly on point, like how we played it. And um, yeah, that's my number fourth pick. Anshik coach your third
0: Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Bias Club.
1: <laughs> okay, that's my number three as well because that role.
0: Come the, on, man. The amount of character
1: that he sort of bought in that role was excellent. And yeah, he ended up winning the Oscar, which was yeah. cool. oh, that year was super competitive
0: because there were
1: some really
0: good. It movies was that him came and Wall Street wolf of yeah, wall street because yeah. that's yeah. the thing right people felt that and he even got he even got nominated win.
1: for uh supporting actor right wolf of wall street i don't think did so he get no
0: that? No, okay. no no i didn't. He didn't i mean it was just okay. a cameo it, it was a cameo yeah, appearance but so it was a jonah cameo, hill got bro. the nod for it okay. jonah hill got mm-hmm. the nod for it but
1: but McConaughey had a good cameo bro that cameo huh. he <laughs> did yeah In that short period of time he did the maximum you know impact and he scooted but yeah exactly Matthew McCauley but Dallas, Dallas Biles Club, Club
0: man that was such a good film because it, was, it made you yeah. take notice of him as a serious actor because before exactly. that he did Mud which wasn't yeah, that he, did mud. he became known for uh, being a very bankable rom-com actor you, you remember oh, the yeah, sort yeah, of movies he yeah, yeah. did yeah. he did this uh, uh, he did this movie with movie, Kate book. Hudson, Fool's Gold How to Lose a Guy yeah, in 10 yeah, Days yeah. with yeah, yeah, many man, something so yeah, we became bankable. I... so that was a major shift, right? Going from mm-hmm. uh, and rom is not a genre that everyone mm-hmm. enjoys, so going from that to all of this, that's just mm-hmm. takes the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, number three, Dallas Bias Club, yeah. Matthew McConaughey takes it. Yep, all right, so I number mean, three that is kind of same. you know, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> same for us. <laughs> uh, Dallas Bias Club, he, I mean. That movie itself was like, you know, sort of, it broke all the stereotypes associated with, I mean, yeah. at least most of the stereotypes associated with all these AIDS patients. And, yeah. um, I mean, the amount of character that even someone like Jared Leto bought into his role as a transgender was like next level. because even that his transformation
0: you know, was also pretty good.
1: Yeah, even that, that was pretty good was because pretty he lost a lot of weight for that, man. Like, yeah. a lot. He was skinny as... Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jared beep, beep, beep. as well. Um, shout out to him. Yep, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, this guy, Matthew McConaughey, Dallas by his club,
0: he was insane. All right, moving so on number to number pick. two. <laughs> I'm sort of going back and forth on this, but for me, number two has to be Kristen Bale for Vice. He played Satan and if you know who who I'm referring to, you'll realize that that guy actually was Satan. An iteration yeah. of Satan, to put it simply. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Christian Bale, what can I mean, you say? No doubt, man? man. Yeah. No doubt. I don't even have to justify this. He's gone from the machinist where he was ski- a skinny, lackey guy to Batman to the fighter. The fighter was also a pretty oh, good transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yep. Um, yep. And then all the way to Vice, where he played Satan. <laughs> yep. And if you're actually wondering that he played Satan, please go and check out Vice. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But Kristen Bale is my number two. Suman, so what's your pick?
1: Number two. Uh, so, number two, I have Jonah Hill. And not for... any specific role. Um, so, it's not for any particular role because of the fact that, okay, they've always seen him as this fat guy. Um, ever since you know movies like super bad and um, or what else did you get him to the greek and then you have movies which he did after that as well which he's you know always in this fat character and then obviously yeah. you have him in wolf of wall street you have him in war dogs and you have him in all these movies where you know he actually grows fatter i mean wolf of wall street he grew fatter than before and yeah. War Dogs, he, so War Dogs is apparently is, you know, the highest proportion of weight he had to gain for the role. Um, and he was really fat in War Dogs. Um, oh, yeah. No offense, but yeah, that character was brilliant. She played in War Dogs as well. But contrastingly, all, like recently, we have been seeing pictures of him on social media and even he did this mini series. Called Maniac with Emma yeah, Stone. Yeah, where, where he lost a whole lot of weight. And he became literally skinny. Like someone who's so fat like the Michelin Man. Just imagine Michelin Man and a stick figure. Not a stick figure, but yeah, you get the reference, right? So, yeah. the amount of weight that he had to lose for Maniac was... um, You know, he... Yeah, it's great to, you know, see someone like Jonah Hill who is, you know, remained fat in our mental image all along, that even he can, you know, t- put the effort in and lose that much weight and, you know, still kill the role. Because, yeah, now yeah, he's, he looks uh, really good. He's, yeah.
0: he's actually, he's so he kicked it off by, uh, he, he's doing Jiu-Jitsu. He's doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Hmm. That's okay, his yeah. thing. Achavo. Achavo. Yeah, Achavo. Achavo.
1: But, yeah, man Jonah Hill, number two. That's my pick.
0: Alright, so Archie, we're going to move on to some number. Honorable mentions before that, so I'm okay, gonna please. have run through five honorable mentions. All right, so I got Will Smith for Ali because yeah, that was such an important role. I've got Jake Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler and Southpaw because yeah, that was so a- good. Um, I have Emma Stone for this movie where she actually played uh, I forget her name and she played this tennis player. Billie Jean uh,
1: King, more of the Battle of the Sexes.
0: Yeah, so I've got uh, Emma Stone for Battle of the Sexes. I have uh, Chris Pratt for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I mean, that was Ford. not
1: that great. But, but
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, it was something, man. You just went from that to that. And I have Steve Carroll for Foxcatcher. Yeah, that was good.
1: That's yeah, good what one. about you? Okay, so I have Brad Pitt for *Curious Case of Benjamin Button*. I have Robin Williams for *Mrs. Doubtfire*. I have <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey for playing the Grinch in *How the Grinch Stole*. How Grinch the Grinch Christmas Stole the something. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have um, what else, bro? What is the like? type. Oh yeah, I have Jennifer Lawrence for playing Misty. In X Men because yeah even though that's a good transformation um, yeah yeah she had to you know undergo a lot of pain and stress in in order to just you know play that particular role have that and then lastly I have um oh yeah I have Eddie Redmayne for playing the transgender in the what's that movie Danish you know? girl yeah Danish girl that was good ah that's that good. A good yeah that's a good list
0: that is yep. a good list. Well, let's move on to number one, the coveted spot. All right. Suman, go for it. Number one. What's your pick?
1: Okay, this is like completely off, you know, whatever charts or something. I'm I'm not thinking straight at this, but my number one pick for a movie transformation is Danny DeVito for playing the penguin in Batman.
0: Batman Returns.
1: Yep, Batman Returns. Ah, that's that's good, yeah. That, I mean, even though they kind of resembled each other, bro, the amount of prosthetics and amount of, you know, whatever he had to do in order to, you know, sort of play that role. Uh, you guys can probably Google it. Like you can see the transfer. He essentially looked like an animated character basically come to life. Uh, literally. Yeah. And this was like, this was like, what, 35 years back when the movie came out almost. 1992 and, actually. Yeah, yeah okay so we weren't yeah, even born yeah almost 30 years back yeah, yeah. so uh danny de veto yeah um, he played penguin perfectly just like how you know it's mentioned in the comics and all that because that was i guess one of the first portrayals of penguins which you know actually made sense because adam is the tv batman was like all speech bubbles thrown out in the air pow boom and all that and it was you know made in a very funny way in order not to scare the children that was the main motive behind that so and you see people like batman and robin like just wearing underpants with no pants and yeah (laughs) all that was like you know to appeal to the younger uh, audiences but coming back to danny devito even though like you know he's affected by dwarfism and all that he the, the dedication that he brings into every single role is Brilliant. In my opinion, he was like one of the best performers on the show Friends because even though his oh, yeah. character, even though his character was like less than you know 15 minutes, um, he stole the show. He bought in. Yeah, exactly. Even in the show, he stole the show, and yeah, he did steal the show because uh, just playing that stripper was like uh, too fun, funny to watch. And yeah, he does it with so much dedication and hard work. Any role he brings into. We've been seeing that since a very long time, ever since he played, uh, what is his name, in James Bond? That small guy, Nick Knack on James Bond.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: So, yeah, Danny DeVito is my number one pick. Anshik, what's yours?
0: I'm going to cheat here because the thing is, I've got two, but they're from from the same movie. They were in the same movie. I am going to take you back to 2008 and I don't know if you have picked it up yet or not but I'm going to go with I'm Tom done. Cruise and Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. Yo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually that's actually a good pick, man. That's actually a good pick.
0: So, Tom Cruise for Les Grossman and Robert Downey Jr. for Kirk Lazarus. Yeah, Kirk Lazarus. Yeah. Exactly. So, you start off with Tom Cruise though because if you haven't watched... Uh, Tropic Thunder yet you've missed out, you've missed the boat because that is some of Tom Cruise and Robert Downey Jr.'s finest work till date according to yep. me and I think a lot of people would agree to it Les Grossman's yeah, perfect yeah. man, I mean come on where where else can you see Tom Cruise swearing the life out of everyone everyone no where <laughs> literally <laughs> no where else. nowhere else unless unless it's within the Church of Scientology we didn't say that yeah but yeah. Tom Cruise swearing the life out of everyone just ripping people in a new backside I mean it's just golden and then you have Robert Downey jr. Robert oh, Downey who's, in a, I mean- <laughs> who's, in a, who's portraying an Australian in the movie and that guy is portraying a black guy for a character I mean he's a dude yeah. playing another dude playing another dude so
1: (laughs) so it's like dudeception but yeah
0: yeah. it's dudeception so for me yeah that that is that's perfect because it it delivered you know it's i it did
1: deliver it delivered man
0: i really don't care about the sort of political climate that sort of people are have woken up to but I still enjoy Tropic Thunder, you know, that... Yeah, it is
1: intended to be viewed as a parody movie, right? It's just complete pure satire at its best. Yeah. And that's how, you know, you should not have any other whatever prejudices and all that while watching the movie. So just watch it for what it is with, with an open mind and you'll be good as, you know, these guys.
0: But yeah, with that, that is a list and that's an episode. Like
1: we've been telling you all the time, um, if you're a listener on Apple Podcasts, we do encourage you, if you liked our episode, to kindly drop us a review because it helps us in charting. It helps us, you know, reach new heights. It helps us get the recognition that we deserve for the content that we sort of put out, which we actually need, man, because that's a huge ego boost at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Simple terms, it motivates us. And yeah, at the same time, um you have instagram you have all these social medias and we don't need to make it clear because uh we've been making it clear ever since we started out to kindly you know drop your thoughts drop whatever you know comes to your mind regarding what you have heard or not just this this episode but any episode anything you want to ask us and if you want to reach out if you want to collab with us just hit us up on instagram we are quite active we drop the quiz every week. We have an infographic every week. And at the same time, yep, uh, we do our hardest to get out an episode every week.
0: Until next time. Ciao. Until
1: next time, sayonara. Wear a mask. Bye. Boom.